techniques with Sistema when I started removing the thought process away from things. Then I think that's where I sort of began to really sort of get the sense of, of, of how powerful, how useful, and how flexible it could be. This is Glenn Murphy with NC Sistema, and this is Sistema for Life. Jim, welcome to the podcast. Good morning, Glenn. Thank you. Great to have you down here in North Carolina. Great to be here. <laughs> yeah, bro. So you've been in town for a, a few days, doing a, taking a few of our classes and doing a few privates. I, I, I did. I did. And uh, looking forward to uh, coming back down again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've got a few few events coming up. So And then the big four-day Wheeler Fest at the end yes. of October. So, yes, yeah, looking forward it. to that. Yeah, it's always grand. But yeah, thanks for having me and you guys up in uh, D.C. and Maryland have always been very supportive of our stuff. And it's nice that we all get together and, you know, it's like an extended East Coast community. Yes, yeah. I, I agree. It's a lot of fun. Real. Cool. So can you tell us a little bit about um, about yourself? Some folks know you from the, the seminar scene or if, if they've rolled through D.C. and trained with you that way. But um, how did you, uh, where are you based? And uh, Sure, we're where, based. Where are you from originally? Well, uh, originally from California. I uh, okay. grew up overseas. My father was uh, career Navy, so I had a chance to uh, live in some usual places, moved around every couple of years. And then, uh, like most uh, 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 folks in the Navy, they ended up uh, getting uh, positioned over at the CIA in the Pentagon, hmm. uh, where uh, Dad finished out his career, and then we, uh, we stayed here in the area. Gotcha. Uh, so uh, we're based out of uh, Tacoma Park, Maryland, yeah. which is just on the borderline of Maryland and Washington, D.C. Okay. Uh, That's and what we're known as Maryland Sistema. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So just right on the edge, right? Right, so right on the edge, yeah. Maryland Sistema, uh, formerly D.C. Sure, Sistema you cross Sistema. the street and uh, <laughs> one side, of, uh, you're on Maryland, the other side, you're in, in Washington, D.C. So it's a great great location for us. And uh, how often do you guys tr- have classes there? So? Uh, we have class uh, one day a week now, although mm. I'm zeroing in on another location that would allow us to stand up classes on Saturday afternoons. Yeah. Uh, and then when the weather is nice, uh, we'll get a small group of us will train outside in a local park. Nice. And that's usually on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon as well. Yeah. Outdoor training is always fun when you can get yeah. It, it is. I, I enjoy it. Uh, unfortunately, in DC, there's a, a short period of during the year that yeah. allows us to do that. So we yeah. try to make the best of it as we can. Jump but, straight from freezing to sweltering. From right? Freezing, freezing <laughs> from sweltering, exactly. So, yeah. um, but we, we we do that on occasion as well, and, and and students seem to really enjoy that. Great, nice one. So, um, so how did you? come to Sistema in the first place? Because I know you have a background in some other martial arts, notably Krav Maga, right? Sure, now, sure. Can you tell us a bit about your journey, how you a- found Absolutely. Your way? So uh, my journey to a Sistema, like a lot of folks, uh, was not a direct uh, path. Uh, I had, uh, I think, saw a, a Groupon for uh, yeah. five classes of self-defense, uh, you know, discounted price, went and checked that out. And it was actually Krav Maga. Uh, and I trained in that for for a number of years mm. um, at two different schools, uh, much like Sistema. There are different versions or variations of it. Yeah. Um, and after a period of time, I moved fairly quickly through the student curriculum uh, and felt that there were some things that were sort of lacking in the training. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for example, um, uh, I was told in order to be a really good striker, I, I needed to, to, to sort of do traditional boxing. Hmm. So I started taking, taking boxing lessons, uh, got my footwork down, got a lot of my striking down, at which point folks are saying, well, if you really need to learn to strike, you need to train in Muay Thai. You need mm-hmm. to learn to use your elbows and your knees. So I started training in Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then folks were saying, well, if you, if you go to the ground, you need to learn another style, uh, mm-hmm. Jiu-Jitsu. Mm-hmm. So I started training in Jiu-Jitsu. And then if you need to know weapons, you need to know Cali. <laughs> so, so this I, was this within Krav? So there were Krav people telling you to go outside this of Krav outside, and train Yeah, outside. Yeah, the yeah absolutely. Yeah. So the boxing folks were, were, were trying to get me to take the Jiu-Jitsu. And the Jiu-Jitsu folks were saying, well, we have Kali classes. Why don't you try sort of those? So, mm. and, 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 and after a while, I found that um, the challenge I was having is that trying to blend all these different styles together, primarily yeah. because they were so technique-based, yeah. I found myself sort of like a computer that was running out of uh, processing speed. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I took a class in Sistema, once again, just looking to sort of broaden my overall skills, and immediately realized that Sistema would provide me with sort of a framework, uh, almost like a motherboard, or yeah. a new operating system. That would allow me to very easily plug and play Mm. a lot of these other styles that I've been training in. Uh, In addition, because of my background uh, and what I was doing during the day in sales and marketing, uh, I really liked a lot of the stress 
uh, control, mm. a lot of the breathing, and a lot of the other things that I thought I could blend into my everyday job as well. Um, I still train in some of these other styles, yeah. but I find that with the framework of Systema, it's much, much easier for me to take some of those things I'm learning elsewhere yeah. and then blend those in and have something that I think is a much more effective system for me. Totally. Yeah. Well put. Summed up on that one. <laughs> so, uh, so your first that experience was um, that you went along. Did you understand what Systema was? Do you think right away when you ran into that class? Because I think that's a rare experience for most people who have trained a bunch of other styles. Normally, people come in and they try to see Systema through the through the lens of what they've done already. Like, like right. how is this like or different Correct. to Muay Thai? Correct. Or how is this like or different to Aikido or Karate sure. or whatever it's going to be? Sure. Like, did you, do you feel like you came in with a, this big open mindset and you were ready to receive it? Or did it have to chip away at you a little I, bit? It had to chip away at it. So yeah. uh, I actually was training in Sistema for about two years while I was still uh, going through a lot of the regular courses. So, so it, who was it initially that you took the class with? This uh, it was with Jonathan Hahn. In D.C. Yeah, in, yeah. in D.C. Yeah, uh, yeah in yeah. D.C. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. A small group group, but uh, uh, what um, uh, what impressed me the most was the, the fact that uh, I had such a challenge trying to understand what was happening. <laughs> mm. uh, a lot of the other styles, once again, I, I could go in, the teacher would, uh, uh, the instructor would do something, and then it was simply a matter of mimicking it, yeah. uh, almost puppet-like. Sure. Uh, with Sistema, uh, when uh, Jonathan and I first started, started training together, um, the, the, the style and, and what was happening to me was so different yeah. uh, than what was I experienced in other styles that I said, well, this is this is something that I that I really need to learn, <laughs> yeah. learn yeah. more of. I think that's a common experience. Isn't it? I mean, that was mine too when I came to it. It wasn't just that this was a bit different that when I first hit. I'm like, I'm outclassed here. And I don't understand why I'm outclassed. It's not just that he's Absolutely. moving faster than me or kicks Correct. or punches better. It's just like, yeah, I'm just outclassed all around. Sure, because yeah, so, you're moving yeah. slow to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when, I think when things really began to click for me was when I realized that the the challenge of trying to speed the CPU process up Mm. in order to blend in all these different techniques with Sistema when I started removing the thought process away from things. Mm. (laughs) Then I think that's where I sort of began to really sort of get the sense of of, of how powerful, how useful, and how flexible it could be uh, when I didn't focus on individual fancy moves or trying to reach into a tool bag and pull out something that I learned from from the class before. Yeah, it's it's a tough thing to do though, right? Because once you've got those skills, it's so hard to shelve them right it's that on an ego level you want to show people that you can do stuff you don't want to be sure. pulling the punches and like sure. not doing your wrestling move or not doing your jiu-jitsu lock or something it's right. so hard not to reach into the bag when it's right there and you know i've had past conversations with you know martin wheeler manuel manola Kekas, other people who are like it's great to have those things in the toolbox it's like martin said i've got you know I've got a pretty tasty left hook and like in boxing days that would right. come out everybody has their their favorite thing that comes sure. out and he's like sometimes I see the systemic equivalent of a left hook there right and right. I, it's my go-to but I actively work to work on anything else but that so that I get the right. chance to beef things up but in a fight ultimately if the pressure is on you're probably going to default to your left hook if you know it works right it's going to come right. out but I guess that's the um, that's the answer to the paradox is that in a fight you don't have to worry about doing your favorite thing it's going to happen right yeah. so you don't need to train that any more than you've already got for most of the time you know, sure. it's everything else that you need to kind of bring up to pace and then give your body some other options other than that you know, double left hook yeah absolutely Glenn and that's where yeah. I think a lot of the glitches were occurring because mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the training was uh, specifically a response to something that an attacker was doing. So, sure. for Martin, example, uh, sure, I, I might have had a really nice left hook, but yeah. but that would only apply when the attacker moved in a certain way or was in a certain position. Yeah, responded like a boxer, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, your setups for the left hook. Sure, but, absolutely. Yeah. So I found myself yeah. uh, having to uh, read a particular situation or attack, mm. and then trying to process very quickly, saying, "Okay, now yeah. <laughs> I can do this kick, or I can do this hook, or throw." this punch yeah. based on, on, on a movement that the attacker was doing. And then there was still that time lag mm-hmm. and the processing, uh, which became more difficult because as my training expanded, I realized I had several different tools that I could use for that one scenario. Mm-hmm. And I was reaching for a hammer. Right. <laughs> and I was reaching for a saw right. at the same time. And it yeah. was, wasn't working. A yeah. system of freed all of that up for me. Right. There's, yeah. It's been, um, I think I mentioned it in a, I think it was in a past podcast it might have been with Sergei Makarenko like quoting Mikhail on this or it might have been direct from Mikhail I can't remember but I think he was talking about one of the reasons why 
it's so difficult to do that like addendum approach to learning martial arts to be like okay I'm pretty good I'm a pretty good boxer I've got mm -hmm. pretty good hands but I need some skills if somebody gets past my hands and just shoots at my legs and brings me down or something like that right um, and I'm okay on the ground jujitsu but I'm kind of my takedowns aren't like great so how am I going to get into the ground I can't just sit down and wait for him to come to right. me right <laughs> which some jits tournaments that's how they start right now and stuff like that but um so, but that fill in the gaps approach of like, I'm just going to add on different styles and fill in techniques, um, which in some ways is where MMA began. And now it's morphed into something a lot more seamless and a lot more interesting, I think, you know, like um, they, they've looked at ways to put these together. But I think if you just glue traditional styles together, it often doesn't work. And the reason why is that you fundamentally hold your spine and your mindset in different ways. You structure yourself in different ways for those different styles. So boxing, a boxing stance is different to a wrestling stance even, right? A wrestling stance sure. is a lot more crouched over. The hips are pulled backwards to kind of occlude the legs so that you don't get as quick access to the hips, right? Wrestlers don't want their sure. hips controlled no matter what. Boxers don't really care. <laughs> right, <laughs> They're just right, like, I just right. want my hips here under me so I can twist them and smash you in the face as hard as possible, right? Sure. So, it's, um, so it's a different kind of thing. So boxing footwork, works on keeping you upright, mobile, right? right. So, like, so that you can create and close distance and use evasion and draw and all of those kinds of things. That wrestling footwork is not the same at all. Wrestling footwork is like, you're not getting my legs and my hips. And if you try and get them, I'm just gonna flop my chest on you and then we can sort this out further on the ground, you know, that kind of that way. And, and jiu-jitsu is different again, right? You hold right. your spine in different, with jiu-jitsu, you want your hips to be mobile as soon as you hit right. the ground, right? So you, right. you're trying to kind of move around that point and find fluidity. So the problem is that, you can try and flick between those things, but it's, it's, there's always a lag time, right? And I think in cognitive neuroscience, they, they call this, um, man, like I'm trying to think, yeah, it's, it's gone out of my head. Ah. Like the OODA loop or something? Or? No, yeah, it comes into the OODA loop because there's a delay when you reorient yourself, right? right? So for the observe, orient, decision, mm -hmm. action part, it takes, there's a reorientation every time you do right. that. Um, it's frame switching, that's what it's called. Okay. So with frame switching, in cognitive neuroscience, they talk about how multitasking doesn't work, right? Mm -hmm. That everybody thinks they can multitask. But actually what happens is, is that every time you switch from, you know, doing an email to picking up the phone, to like opening up a social media site to do a quick post, mm -hmm. to copying that something else and then losing, losing the memory of what it was that you opened it up for in the first right. place. Every time you do that, there's a small, you feel like it's seamless in your head because your brain creates like this narrative that you're just the same person all day long and you're doing the same things. But what actually what's happening is your brain's drawing from different sets of patterns. And every time you do that, you're accessing different parts and there's, a, there's an energy cost, right? That actually it costs energy to do that. Um, and that, that starts to wear you out and it also creates a lag Right, it's not as seamless as you think as right. you jump from one thing to the next. You don't do any of those tasks particularly well because there's always like a lag time as you go into them. And further, another thing that it does is create stress, right? It basically makes you feel like you're under attack. If you have to task switch again and again and again, keep changing your cognitive framework, it's usually because you know, you feel like you're under attack on all sides. So if you're trying to do that on purpose, if you're trying to jump abruptly from a Muay Thai stance to a Jiu Jitsu like pattern, right? Sure. Or like a holding pattern or a place where you feel like you can hold right. them off, you know, or something like that within Jiu Jitsu, then, then a whole bunch of things are happening and it's not as seamless as you think. And, and there's gaps in those things, right? There's gaps in those things. Your spine is moving in and out of straightness and curved right. positions in different ways. And your brain is moving in and out of different mindsets and ways of thinking. And that leads to this kind of muddled, uh, discombobulated approach, right? right? Which which can work as long as it's fast and physically overwhelming. Right. Um, but if somebody is very, very together and very, very present and just wants to do one thing to you, which is just find your chin and pick you off, right. in the midst of all of this stuff, they'll probably do it, right? And, right. and, and I think a lot of the evolution of MMA from what it was like 20, 20 years ago to what it is now has been about shaving those things down and making it less discombobulated sure. and being like, let's make it one seamless thing sure. as we start. And Sistema, I think, is, a, is an approach, an attempt to do that from the ground up from day one. It's right. like everything we do has to be integrated. Everything has structure, the same, same kind of structure, right? right. Um, everything has, everything is driven by and led by breathing and like supported by breathing and like constant movement. So we have these principles that we fall back on regardless of whether on the ground, standing up in the boardroom, right. selling something. <laughs> it's, it's kind of all the same thing. So it, it gives you this kind of security 
in your brain and in your physical structure that allows you to play right from that structure you can you can create whereas i don't think you can be very creative when you're just trying to glue bits of other people's styles together I, I, yeah. yeah absolutely and that was yeah. that was certainly my experience and where it really mm. uh, manifested itself the most was when i would go to seminars mm. uh, and there would be individuals from a variety of different disciplines there and i immediately would try to sum up the person i was across from yeah. and say is this person a boxer is this person a karate person and i'd say okay well well, yeah. now we're going to move this sort of way. Sure. Uh, with, with Sistema, all of that sort of predisposition and assumption about who may be across from me goes away mm. uh, because I'm focused you know, as much on myself as yeah. I am on them. And, and a lot of those things then carry into, into, into the workplace as well, where yeah. uh, most of us uh, are required to, to do a lot of things multitasking yeah. as well. And that ability to sort of process things uh, from a variety of different inputs into a seamless sort of environment manner, yeah. uh, I think has helped in, in certainly a lot of other areas as well. Um, it's more, more so on the mindset than it is just on, on the physical training. Do, do you feel that's, um, is that a concrete skill that you feel like you've acquired in, in the workplace as a result of doing system? Have you actually noticed a difference in the way that you approach multitasking work? I mean, sales and marketing is horrendously spread out, right? There's, sure. there's always something sure. to do. Everything sure. seems urgent all the time, you know, so you must have a lot of this multitasking kind of I, 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 I do. switching. I, I, I do. And I think, um, I, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, a greater ability to sort of recognize, first of all, when I'm in an environment where uh, I'm being asked to do a lot of things at once yeah. uh, against a specific timeline. So I think the first thing is sort of recognizing that you're in that situation. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm in a much better position, I think, to be able to sort of cope with it yeah. um, and not get things to the point of where they're out of control yeah. or a point of where I feel like I'm overwhelmed with things. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the training that we're doing in, in, in Sistema uh, puts us in uh, those sort of situations, particularly doing some of the multiple attacker drills yeah. and things like that, yeah. um, where uh, I'm able to um, stitch together those individual things and mm. make them so they're not as bumpy. And mm. So they're much uh, so the impact on me is much smoother, yeah. uh, and I don't feel as if um, uh, as if things are uh, out of out of control. So certainly it's been helpful. So you feel like that alone, that ability to stay present and see the big picture and just kind of deal with it <laughs> in the midst of all the chaos, kind of that that sure. alone has made you kind of calmer in your work. Or, it, it, you know. it does, and, and yeah. I think also um, uh, you know being in, in, in sales and marketing, there's a, there's a tendency to try to please everyone. Uh, and one of the challenges I, I was having was, you know, being able to prioritize things. Mm. Uh, and much like uh, in a lot of our training uh, now, um, that we have uh, an ability to sort of determine what's a, what's a real threat, <laughs> yeah. what's what's not a threat, uh, where am I in danger, where am I uh, not in danger. Yeah. Um, so I think being able to, to prioritize and say, now, is this really something that's urgent that I need to deal with now? Yeah. Or is this something in my own mind that I'm... I've made it urgent. <laughs> I, I've, I've made it urgent simply yeah. as, a, as a desire to sort of please everybody and get sure. stuff done. Yeah. So I think um, uh, in terms of uh, ability to multitask, yeah. Uh, being able to prioritize things and sort out what needs to be done first has been been helpful as well. Yeah, that, that's very interesting. I've not really thought about it that way. Lately, I've been trying, um, just working on a bunch of different fronts. I've, I've been making, I'm always coming up with some new prioritization time management thing, like from sure. eat that frog 20 years ago through essentialism. And, you know, all these, sure. I've always, every six months, I seem to look for a new way of juggling work efficiency. Um, but I very rarely kind of made that connection with what we do in Sistema, but it, it's... What's jumped into my head right away is like a few admonitions from Vlad, like when you're doing free work, for example, and right. you're moving around, like he's, I remember I was up at HQ once and he kind of just stopped everybody. He's like, okay, guys, grab, escape, control the guy, put him down. And, uh, and then people would, it got kind of chaotic and everybody just ended up in piles on the ground and all that <laughs> kind of stuff, right? And uh, all they were just kind of slapping at each other or hand fighting, right. you know, that kind of stuff. And he's like, guys, 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 stop. And he goes, you're too busy to do good work. Right. Right. It's just like you're just doing something, right? Like the guy comes in and grabs and you just start moving. Right. Like just for the sake of doing something, right? right. But it's but it's not an efficient thing. Sure. And it's not carrying you through. Like you're too busy to do good work. And to me that's that's like a you know, that's a pathology of modern life, right? There's sure. all these inputs and digital responsibilities and what we do is answer the next email and answer the next phone call and we do it and we keep ourselves busy and then we kid ourselves into thinking that we've actually achieved something. And you get to the end of the day and you're like, All right, what were my three big rocks for today? 
I've made no progress on any of those. Right. All I did was other people's work all day long, right? right. And the other one was, uh, the other thing that Vlad says a lot is that um, do your own work, right? right. Don't, um, don't allow yourself to be controlled by the other person, by their threats, by their, you know, um, their suggestions physically in a sense, right? right. The, you almost have to move as if you were going to do something anyway, right? Sure. And you, you have to be responsive to other people. Right. You can't ignore them at all, but you have to make sure your work is your own and it's not as a, just a reaction to what somebody else is doing. Um, and that's the same thing, right? So if you're constantly just responding to emails as if every single one of them requires a one minute turnaround and, and you end up getting messages are even worse. You just get into these continuous threads. Like once you answer it once, you're like, oh man, this is going to be an ongoing thing for the next <laughs> half an hour. And then that's, there goes my morning, you know? So, but if you just focus on like, all right, what is my own work today? My own work today might be producing this website or my own work today might be negotiating a contract on this new building or whatever it's gonna be. And if you're not doing your own work, that, ultimately you're not gonna get an efficient result and you're not gonna be, right. you know, and you'll stress yourself out and you'll run around in circles and you won't really make any progress. You know, so that's an interesting Absolutely. problem. Yeah, and I think all of us have those uh, demands on us, uh, no matter what sort of industry or field we're in. Uh, we would sometimes refer to that as swatting at gnats, right? As <laughs> if these things are just sort of buzzing around your head, yeah, yeah. and you're just sitting there. Uh, you're doing a lot of movement. Yeah, <laughs> you're, yeah, right. you're sort of trying to trying to sort of you know keep things under control. Yeah, uh, you may get one or two of the gnats, but yeah. uh, at the end of the day, they're still just sort of buzzing around. You'll your never heads. get them all. Yeah, they reproduce too fast. They, they reproduce too fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so you, you, you yeah. always uh, you'll be spending most of your time and energy on things that really don't provide uh, much of a result for you. Hmm. Interesting. So do you, um, up at Maryland, um, and in the preceding group at DC system, do you, what's kind of the demographic of people that come into your group? Is it mostly people who come looking for self-defense and martial arts or is it kind of a spread? Cause I've seen, I've seen it evolve over time with my group here where it, it initially was people that are just sure. looking for like the new exotic self-defense thing sure. or the people that have tried a, a, a lot of different martial arts and they're like, I've been researching it. I know all about Sistema. I've been reading right. and we found you like great. Right. Um, right. But now I'm, I'm getting more and more people who are like looking for a different physical pursuit, right? They've done CrossFit, they've done right. yoga and, and they're like, I need something different, a different challenge. And I need something that's going to help calm me down, right? I can go right. do CrossFit, but it doesn't make me feel any better mentally afterwards right sure. it psychs me up and most people's jobs are so chaotic and their lives are so full of pressure now psychological sure. pressure that they're, they're looking for new things that might calm them down right um and so we're getting more and more uh, i'm getting more people kind of in the middle age and up bracket and right. um who are coming and then staying because it's doing what they wanted to do right. are you seeing that too or is well, it still we, mostly we are we're still seeing people? yeah still seeing a, a blend of that i think um a, yeah. a combination of two things are common denominators on, on some of the current and new students one are uh the folks that uh, spent a lot of time in the in the cars uh, commuting sure uh the traffic in dc is notoriously yeah. you know some of the worst in, in the country yeah uh, and i think that there's an appeal to individuals uh, not only to uh, uh, be able to utilize some of the the techniques and, and things that we do in systema to sort of make that drive mm. uh, certainly a little more more bearable uh, but also a lot of the the highly publicized incidents of, of road rage yeah uh, in the dc area so there's certainly that element of, of self-defense there uh, mm. the other common denominator are, are people that actually work in dc mm. uh, that maybe not uh, drive into work, but take the public transport systems on mm. some of the trains that uh, oftentimes uh, find themselves having to work a little later in the evenings sure. yeah. uh, and then have to walk over to the metro uh, by themselves. D uh, yeah. D.C. Uh, is, is a very peculiar city in the sense that after... Uh, uh, normal working hours. There's there's not a lot of uh, uh, individuals sort of out and about walking yeah, yeah. around. Uh, the streets sort of clear out, uh, yeah. and then you know at, 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 when dark, uh, some of the folks that you may not want to have uh, yeah. <laughs> around sort of sort of sort of come out. So and then like any city, big city, big capital, you've got the haves and the have-nots pressed against each sure. other, right? You've got million sure. dollar apartments right next to kind of tenements sure. and things like that. It's like, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So there's London a, was the same. Yeah, right? there's yeah. a lot of interest uh, in, uh, in uh, some of the uh, things in Sistema that we do around uh, improvised weapons. Uh, you know, these folks are walking back to the metro with umbrellas and briefcases, or they're yeah. stopping off at the at the grocery store picking up things to take home for dinner. Yeah. Uh, a number of people um, are interested in, in some of the personal protection aspects, mm. uh, where they have uh, young children that are in strollers and they're yeah. walking along with their wives, and sure. you know, or they're, maybe they're carrying their son or, or yeah. child with them. Yeah. Uh, you know, how, how do they protect themselves or or their loved ones in, sure. in a bad situation? So, you know, those elements of the improv 
improvise weapons and some of the personal protection things, uh, I don't think that a lot of the traditional martial arts cover as well mm. as, as we do. So there's certainly appeal to that as well. Don't miss your chance to train with senior systemic instructor Martin Wheeler at the four-day masterclass North Carolina, October 10th to 13th, 2019. The theme this year is Soft Work to Full Speed, a progressive multi-day exploration of fighting tactics, covering basic moving and striking, advanced grappling and takedowns, full speed knife and stick work, and tapping the unconscious mind in combat. The event is strictly limited to 35 persons, and advanced pricing is $650 for both days by April the 1st, with the option of a non-returnable deposit of $150 to hold your spot. Register online at ncsystema.com events, or email us for more details. So, so with your like sales and marketing hat on, right? When you come to Sistema and like now you're officially kind of running a group and trying right. to make it popular. Do, do you see that as like a unique value proposition? Like it's a unique selling point of Sistema? You're like, yeah, well, if people want to learn how to beat people up one-on-one, -on -one, they can Muay Thai or Krav or sure. something else, right? But if you're passing down from within that to a subset of people who want it for practical defense, then rather than be like, we kick better and we punch harder and we're smoother and stuff like right. that, we're actually saying, well, you can learn that in a lot of ways, that's a given, then, right. but we offer these unorthodox approaches to defending yourself that might work in a wider range of situations. Is that a, a good selling point for people if they're I, trying I, to? I, I think you know? so, uh, particularly since um, uh, at the beginning of the class, I'll typically ask the folks, uh, you know, what would you like to cover? And those sort of requests mm. are, are coming up more and more uh, mm. frequently, which is, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, the other element is that, um, uh, because we're in D.C., uh, a number of students actually work for uh, the military or work for um, specialized government agencies where they carry firearms as, as yeah. part of their job. So um, there have been some requests lately for, for some of the ground mobility and work yeah. uh, while actually carrying a, a weapon. Sure, or like uh, or weapon retention. Weapon, weapon yeah. retention, those, those sort of things. So, so yeah. there are some things, I think, specific to the D.C. market yeah. um, that um, may allow us to sort of mold uh, how we do our outreach and mold a little bit about the course curriculum mm. uh, and maybe begin to sort of shape uh, some of the, the students that we, we sort of build the program around. Mm. Um, but all of those things, uh, in addition, just the basic, uh, you know, I want to do striking tonight, or whatever, sure. sort of things come up. But there are some specific nuances that are, uh, I think, uh, uh, functionally specific to the careers yeah. uh, and uh, specific to the geography and the areas that a lot of students uh, are feeling unsafe in. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I got involved in, in a lot of the martial arts um, for a similar sort of reason, primarily because uh, I was traveling a lot, going on cruises, yeah. uh, and uh, we wanted to, to, to board, uh, get off the ship, and sort of wander around the town a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and there were some concerns that we may be in an area that might not be the best place to be. What if yeah. something bad happens? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so we wanted to be prepared for those sort of things. And yeah. I think some of the students have a similar sort of sentiment of being prepared for the unexpected and... Mm. Uh, uh, they may not find that in some of the other other styles. Sure. Cool. Where do you um? And this might be a tricky question. Where where do you see people falling down on the way that they advertise Systema? Because in, in the past, so the way that we advertise sure. NC Systema, it's like so we have you know you got the website, right? Sure. And you've got like maybe a Facebook page or an Instagram thing or something like that. Right. And and I try and kind of. I try not to like post the roughest stuff that we do because sure. like you just post that on Instagram and then you know like Mary Jane housewife who's thinking about learning self-defense sees sure. two hairy bald dudes like stabbing right, each other right, or something right. like, that's not the thing for me right but at the right. same time you don't want to just show people doing breath work and movement because they're like oh it's a yoga class I'm not going to go there and sure. learn real martial arts right so you have to try and pitch it to the middle and show a range of things from slower softer work to right. you know to you last night sure. kneeing somebody repeatedly or something right. like that you know that's the most recent <laughs> yeah, that was a fun time <laughs> yeah, <it's> a good <laughs> one. yeah but um you know so, so you have to try and pitch to the middle and I sure well, I sometimes feel like my my tendency or, or that policy of pitching to the middle risks pleasing nobody, right? That you don't get the hardcore martial arts people and you don't get the softcore people either. Sure. You know, so it's um so, so sometimes I question my own policy on that, but I've not found the better one yet. And I've seen others, um, you know, advertise 
and either they don't have a website and they just rely on word of mouth or something like that or they have a website but it's just all in camo and it's like we kill we destroy and, right. and you're like okay if that's all the people that you want to come then that's fine right, right. but you shouldn't be surprised that there's only three of those in your immediate area right right, right. <laughs> and, and that kind of stuff you know and not many people go all the way the other way in Systema. I've not seen a lot of people who are like, we don't really do combat. It's all about health. There's a few, like Kaizen up in the Northwest, right? He's gone right. full, like, we don't even do martial applications anymore. It's all about, like, kind of health and cleansing the body and that kind of stuff. So he's unusual in doing that, I think. I haven't seen many other people take that tack. Well, from your kind of, with your marketing expertise, right, right for the for the benefit of all the sure. instructors or people with training <laughs> groups here who might be trying to set sure. up, um, what mistakes do you people see people making and how do you think we can fix them? Sure. Well, I think what, what you're pointing out is, is a common challenge, and that's something that we've seen even uh, even here at Maryland Systema. I think, um, you know, even, even individuals that uh, are really, really good at uh, user interface and web design uh, have understood that as a problem as well uh, mm. in terms of outbound marketing. So, so it, I think one of the ways to approach it is to is to give the consumer what they want. Mm. Uh, even a lot of websites nowadays uh, will uh, have a user flow that sort of directs users uh, from the main page to other pages based upon what they're interested in. Yeah. Are you looking for this? <laughs> yeah. Click here and then you go down this path. Are you looking yeah. for that? Click here and go down that path. Okay. Um, I, I think that where uh, we may uh, eventually move towards is recognizing that there are those distinct groups of users, that they are uh, being attracted and coming to learn uh, from two different ends of the spectrum. Mm. And maybe the best approach would be is to have a breathing mobility class. Yeah. <laughs> and then if folks want to stick around, you can roll into sort of more of the martial <laughs> sure. or the self-defense uh, elements of that. I think I think trying to blend both of those together uh, yeah. into one uh, one approach or trying to blend both of those things together into, into a, a single class yeah. uh, will please some people but alienate others. Yeah. Uh, or as you pointed out, uh, nobody uh, nobody is happy. Yeah, right? yeah. not pleasing nobody. Yeah. Right, right. But I mean, it's, we've I mean we've been experimenting with that the last I mean with the last year of having dedicated um, breathwork classes. Right. Sure. So we have our standard systemic classes mm-hmm. in the evenings. Um, and then a couple of day classes where we have a breathwork one mm-hmm. and uh, a movement class. So mm-hmm. it's purely to study movement. Sure. Right? Um, and then we kind of, and then each of those is like a 45 minute class mm-hmm. that we do from noon till 1245. Mm-hmm. And then if they want to stay for another 45 minutes to do right. like Systema, then they right. can. Or if they just want, if they're, if they just work a lot of evenings, we have people who tend bar or do, you know, mm-hmm. or they're shift workers or they, you know, they just work a lot right. in evenings. Um, then they can come and do just a 45 minute systema class right during right. the middle of the day and i find that works quite well because it kind of gives people a window where they can come do it go back to work again sure. they can get their kind of systema fix for the day and if right. all they're really interested in is taking for an hour out from their day and de-stressing themselves or you know coming in for an hour to to work on movement to rehab an injury right. then they know what's going to go on in that class they're sure. not they're not coming in thinking I hope this is going to be breath work and massage today, and then we'd like hitting each other with sticks and that's also right, striking. Right, exactly. And they're like, this is not what I wanted today out of my systema training, right? And that kind of stuff. So, right. so I'm finding that separating those out works quite well. I mean, obviously, up at Vladimir's HQ, mm-hmm. they have the breathing class a couple of times a week, and right. you know what you're in for when you go to that, right? It's an right. hour of walking, breathing, exercise, breathing, breathing, breathing. And by the end of it, you're energized and you feel great. And then most people stay and then do a class after that, but not necessarily. Like, you know, Valerie trains the breathwork class and then right. goes and stuff like that. So I, I found that model was really interesting and we've been experimenting with it. But but it's hard to, um, it's, again, I've had trouble driving people who don't already do Sistema into those classes, right? I'm like, well, we've got this other thing now. This should sure. appeal to another part of the Venn diagram, right? This should, this is people right. who don't want to get sweaty and wrestle dudes, right. but do want the benefits of the breathwork. But it's still hard to sell to those people, right? To get them to come into right. that, that right. beneficial breathwork. I find it much easier to businesses, right? I'm, I work for a couple of different corporations and I tell them the top sort of class that I'm going to do and they're like great that's the sort of class we want and then you sure. put that on and then they all come from within the corporation you know within right. the business to go and do it it's much easier to do that than it is business to customer is that sure. have you got any thoughts on that well I, I think uh, you know generally speaking I think just from a pure outbound marketing approach uh, mm. my opinion is to, to try and throw out a big as net as possible and then you've mm. got to do a really good job of sort of pulling out the tuna <laughs> yeah from from the tires 
and sort of things. You know, I, I have spoken with, um, you know, individuals that, um, uh, for example, are in sort of peripheral sort of businesses like personal trainers. Yeah. Uh, and in the D.C. area, uh, they seem to get a much better inbound response and a much better initial retention from students uh, when they position their personal training as a way to de-stress, mm. right, as opposed to sort of become fitter. Sure. Right? Yeah. However, that's a, that's a certain uh, segment of the market. There's another group of individuals uh, where the uh, initial attraction rate and the retention rate are very, very high. Mm. And those are individuals that have a very specific goal in mind. They've mm. got an event or they've got something that's occurring with a specific end date. So for example, somebody that's getting married yeah. right, will want to hire a personal trainer or maybe right. get into a fitness program because they've got a specific goal. Somebody training for a, a marathon. Sure, some a other tough mudder or something. A, a tough mudder or yeah, something. Yeah. So, so, so I think uh, much like a lot of sales, it's uh, really sort of qualifying the individual and then mm. coming up with a program mm. uh, that is best suited to what they're what they're trying to do. It really comes down to understanding what they're trying to get out of it. Yeah. Uh, initially, that's hard, yeah. uh, particularly when you've just got somebody walking in the door <laughs> sure. yeah. that has uh, uh, maybe no preconceived or maybe lots of preconceived ideas yeah. about what's going to happen sort of next. But I think it's important to be able to have those different programs and mm. give people the flexibility and the option to sort of self-select, right? Yeah, nice. Yeah, and this is—it's always created a bit of tension with me. This the whole I've never been trained in sales or marketing or right. anything like that, and um, and for a lot of people who haven't, there's like this idea, this unsavory idea of the like the used car salesman, almost like what have I got to do sure. to get you into this fine dojo and that kind of stuff. And so, right. but I've I've come over the years to look at it more like, well, I'm giving people the opportunity. All I'm doing is laying out the opportunity so they're well informed, right. so that they can choose it or not. And it, and it's you know it, it seems like. Um, in in seminars and uh, like open groups before when Vladimir has, has taken questions about you know running your school and things like that and and you know Valerie is usually the mastermind of how to run the business right. and things right. like that Vlad's happy to outsource that to her I think you know um, but typically like his approach seems to be like Meh, people will find Systemo if they need it right you shouldn't chase people you shouldn't like pull them back in if they right. if they want to come they'll come and if they don't they don't that's but that's considerably easier to say when you're the world authority on it <laughs> and and you've already got this whole thing that's built up over years i mean when vlad started he had the videos right right and about 80 percent of the people i talk to on this podcast who are instructors have been training for like 20 odd years and right. you know, that sort of stuff and like how did you find out about it like, oh vlad made some videos it's like so if he hadn't made right. those videos uh, and he hadn't got that groundswell from people right. figuring out what Systema might be able to do, right. then he wouldn't have had the opportunity to show them and then he wouldn't be in a position to be like, oh, people will find us. Right? Sure. If they don't know you're there, they won't find you, especially in a place like DC. You know, it's pretty big. Absolutely. I think even even if they, they find you, I think most uh, uh, consumers, individuals, uh, no matter what product or service they're, they're considering buying, mm. um, there's still a due, a due diligence process that they go through. Sure. Uh, so... Uh, individuals I think are still putting a lot of weight uh, in the consideration of, of trust yeah. uh, authority uh, credibility yeah. sort of thing so uh, the advice I would give to, to other instructors or other schools is you know understand where your prospects and where your customers are looking <laughs> yeah. uh, and what sources they turn to and mm -hmm. make sure that you have a presence there yeah. right so get the website up you know have some uh, presence on YouTube mm -hmm. uh, get a Facebook page stood up mm -hmm. uh, maybe do some um, uh, other content syndication sort of get your things out there because these um, uh, these students you know they have other choices and other options uh, available yeah. to them uh, and at least having that uh, awareness of, of you being an established business <laughs> yeah right with an established sort of following and some good reviews behind you goes goes a really really long way yeah uh, you know not much you can put a lot of programs together you can give a lot of thought about how you want to do these sort of things but but mm -hmm. nothing's going to happen unless that person walks in the front door sure yeah well put do you think people are more more quick to judge these days in this kind of like fast turnaround attention economy you know when you po post videos and things people say if you don't get them in the first five seconds they're just going to stop watching the video so what's the point do you think people do that when they show up to weigh up a systemic class or, is, or are we 
looking at a different class of person who's more introspective, who's going to take more time to weigh up what it is. I, I, think, I think people are still uh, as judgmental as they always uh, have been, and mm. I think uh, individuals still tend to make those judgments fairly quickly, mm. uh, which is why I think it's cr- critically important to have that presence uh, across a broad spectrum, yeah. right? Because they may see the YouTube video and say, well, that looks interesting, but let me go look and see if they're, uh, mm. you know, they've got any other content or if there's any other reviews or mm. the, they've got a Yelp page or they're, you know, yeah. got a Google My Business Place or something like that. I, 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 when we used to do a lot of the analytics on uh, consumer behavior, mm. um, we would typically see individuals would go to nine different internet properties mm. before actually coming back to a site to make a purchase. Wow. So and that's they, how they vet you. Kind that's of how they vet you. And yeah. This is for a purchase that uh, average sales price of about $250. Yeah. People would go through that uh, many sure. steps. Um, and the key then was to understanding those uh, those uh, sandboxes where those consumers were going yeah. to look for those sort of things and then making sure that you were playing there yeah. as well and that you had a favorable uh, a favorable uh, presence. Mm. Uh, more importantly, if, if, if you decide to to position yourself more towards the, the martial side or on the art side of things, you know, it, it's it's critically important to make sure that messaging is um, uh, is consistent across all the different properties. Uh, yeah. You know, when you when you start to put things out online, there's a challenge sometimes to make sure that uh, that that message is is the same, the branding is the same, and you begin mm-hmm. to sort of create that awareness around not only Systema but but yourself as well. Yeah. Because um, that's all going to come into play. Yeah. Fascinating. Yes, there's an interesting, again, I'm seeing parallels in my head. It's, it's an annoying trait when you hang out with Systema instructors long enough. That everything is Systema, right? doesn't right, matter what you're right. talking about. You're like, oh, it's just like in Systema. Um, the, the way it's kind of, it's critical how you hold your posture and how you, how you present yourself, mm-hmm. right? Because that can make the decision between somebody approaching and not approaching, right? Or committing or not committing and that kind of stuff, right? So if, you, if you're posturing, isn't correct or it's inconsistent right you're trying to do one thing but then you show something else right so you're trying to keep nice straight posture but you have like an angry face right or something like that or you're you're trying to do soft work with your hands but then when you find something you like grip really really hard and trying to apply pressures you're giving inconsistent messages to people physically and therefore their tendency is to resist or retreat or like that kind of thing right so So I can see that in that, like if you give a person one message and sort of say, hey, come and try this thing. It's great for stress relief right. and look, look at all the reviews we've got. And then they show up and it's, you know, everybody's 10 minutes late. Nobody's there to greet them. Do you know what I mean? it's, like, like, it's like the posture you're giving them is just like, we don't really care. Do you? You know, that kind of that thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and the sort of high level of that is the degree of likability. Yeah. Right. And, and and sort of how you conduct yourself and how sure. you welcome that student, how you present yourself. Um, yeah. Uh, it's sort of like uh, you know how I used to um, uh, how I used to uh, manage and run my, my sales teams. Uh, yeah. I used to say to a new hire, uh, you know, I don't care, you know, how much software you sell, mm. how much money you make your, for yourself or for the business. Um, just don't mess up my team. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that's one of the things I find extremely attractive uh, and enjoyable about Systema yeah. is that. That, that atmosphere uh, is consistent across no, no matter where I train. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and I've been to a lot of seminars, and there's that same sort of um, welcoming, the same sort of um, openness, yeah. uh, and the same sort of uh, uh, friendliness sure. uh, that uh, is, is across um, uh, schools and instructors all over the world. Yeah. And, and I, I and certainly don't see that, I don't think, with a lot of the other styles as well. I think mm. the challenge then is, is for us. Uh, as instructors and, and running schools is to somehow figure out a, a way to convey that to prospects. Sure, yeah. Right? The, 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 we have this, you know, so I think some other social fitness crazes and things try and create that as like an add-on. They're like, look, we can have a group of people all doing a thing and it's going to build camaraderie. It's like, well, sure. this is already built into Systema, I think. Sure. Probably because we spend so much time working on empathy or trying to figure out how somebody else is thinking or moving or feeling. Sure. It's built into the style, right? You have to interact with people on a relationship level. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and you look at you know some of the videos and you, and you look at somebody that's maybe drawn into this for the self-defense aspects of it. Mm. Uh, some of those things can be a little intimidating, sure. maybe a little scary to, to maybe a large set 
segment of the people that would benefit the most from what we're trying to do. Sure. So the challenge for us, I think, is 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 how to certainly maintain that balance mm. of, of of seriousness uh, mm. along with playfulness, along yeah. with likability, uh, coupled with with credibility. Sure. Um, and I think that uh, requires uh, a little bit of effort, a little bit of time, certainly a, a lot of thought. Mm. But I think it really comes down to most of it just sort of being ourselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just sort of being ourselves and conveying that message to others because I think for the most part, all of us are pretty likable. You yeah. just got to get to know us. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you certainly, you certainly present that as well. Right. Everybody likes you, Joe. Right, so it's right. even no matter how hard or how many times you hit me, Glenn, I, I still like you. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. I keep trying. Like... <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's... Um, and I think like another mistake that people make is that they try to not misrepresent themselves, but to try to kind of put a mask on it or try and present themselves as something they aren't quite, you know, try and claim expertise they don't have. For example, I work with sometimes like military law enforcement groups, things like that. And the first thing I do is say, look, I've never been downrange and I've never served, right? I'm just a civilian, but I have some skills that might be of use to you, right? I get that out of the way immediately if I'm working with, because they otherwise, if you try and be like, well, this is going to save your life because I shoot people. And it's just like, no, what does he know? know, (laughs) This British guy that comes wandering around here or something. So I think it's important to... To, uh, to admit what it is that you can't do, right? right? And to present yourself honestly and be like, look, I'm good at this, I'm less good right. at this, right. we're all on the learning continuum. Um, right. And juggle that off, obviously with credibility because people don't right. like to be too qualified in, in their instructor. They want to know that you're competent and that you've got all these skills. But I think you can do that without having to lie about what it is that you can do. I, right? I, absolutely, yeah. and I, I, yeah. I've certainly seen that as well. And I've always wondered why people do that. Yeah, I mean, certainly you'll it's get a, found out eventually. You, you right? get found out. Yeah. I mean, it's but, just yeah. like uh, like in sales. Uh, yeah. the same sort of thing is that um, uh, you know you're really trying to go into things um, uh, where that initial meeting is is in many instances like the first date. There's a honeymoon period, but but, but yeah. in order to build things, you really need to have the relationship. Yeah. And the way to do that is you've got to be open and yeah. honest, communicate, have a high level of integrity, yeah. and all those things uh, I think need to be set from the beginning. I think yeah. there's a saying on, on, you know, how, on how it begins is how it ends. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I think that the, the challenge for us then is, is, is how do we convey that to people? Yeah. Um, uh, particularly when a lot of us are doing things online yeah. uh, and get that messaging, messaging out there. Yeah. Um, and there's some things you can do, certainly podcasts sure. yeah. <laughs> are a way to do that in videos and those sort of things. Um, uh, but just have that, uh, that presence and, um, and people are smart, they'll, they'll figure it out. Uh, the, yeah. the buyers are, are intelligent. The people that we're going after can, um, uh, have a good, uh, uh good, um, uh, you know, hound dog sense of, of, of being able to sniff these things out. Yeah. Um, and, and nobody wins in those situations. Sure. Yeah. Wins. Even the person that, 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 that acts like that or conveys that sort of messaging um, at some point sort of goes home and sitting by themselves saying, oh boy, maybe this isn't what I should be doing. Sure, yeah. And at the end of the day, um, to Vlad's point of like you shouldn't chase people a little bit, I think maybe that's right. where it comes in, is that the goal in this is not to sell things to people as much as possible, right? It's to, right. It's to fill your classes with people who want to do Sistema and offer the benefits of it right. and be able to keep the doors open, right? right. you still got yep. to pay the bills, and that, so you need like a critical mass of people to do that. Right. But at the end of the day, if, you, if, you're, if you're just... And some schools do this, right? Some other martial arts schools are just more of the high turnover model. They're like, we'll scam them into doing the program sure. and the black belt in a year or something. And then when they fall off, who cares? We got their money up front, right? But we never want to be that guy, right? We never want to be those people. So the goal, we, we have to be as honest as we can with the marketing because the goal is just to introduce, just to get them in the door and introduce them to it. In my experience, once they're in the door and they've tried it and they meet the people that do yes. Sistema and how friendly they are, how welcoming it is, how kind of safe in one way they feel but also sure. challenged in another right um then it kind of sells itself right and then and then people will sort themselves out on the basis of whether or not they want to do this thing but that that critical thing though getting them in the door to take a look at it is that's the thing that i'm interested in because i think i think it's the bottleneck for for systema growing within the united right. states and worldwide right it's like it's 
when you still now when you talk to people you're like what do you do for a living and you're like oh I teach martial arts and like, and stress and other stuff and they're like what martial art and you're like Sistema still most people have never heard of it right sure. outside of unless you're in the martial arts community already right. um, they haven't heard of it in the same way they have Jiu Jitsu or Karate or Taekwondo right so we're still in that place where we're explaining to people what it is that we do sure. and I think if we're going to get beyond that it's a numbers game we need to get more people to just come and look at it right, right. And, and come and try it and then not everybody will stay, but, every, but they'll know what it is they're missing, right? right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, Glenn. I mean, to your point, there's a, a saying in sales that uh, you know, nobody likes to be sold, but yeah. everybody likes to buy. Yeah, right? yeah, gotcha. So that's a key thing. And, and, and you think about, you know, some of the challenges that we're facing specifically to what you were talking about, um, you know, aren't, aren't true uh, uh, just to us. Uh, yeah. You look at... Uh, uh, you know, any sort of innovative uh, technology company that's looking uh, to bring a new sort of technology or software to market. Yeah. Uh, one of the challenges they have is that they're coming up with something that uh, nobody's heard of sure. before as well. Yeah. So a lot of this, um, uh, you know, in some instances, it's, it's, you know, it takes nine months to make a baby. Sure. It just, there's just a, a natural growth sort of progress. Um, yeah. But I am amazed and very, very pleased with uh, just in the few years that I've been training with with how uh, much the Systema community has grown yeah. uh, and expanded. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think the combination of the, the seminars and the events and mm. some of the camps, um, mm. uh, uh, certainly a lot of the, the, the content and things coming out of kind of out of HQ yeah. uh, will only sort of create that awareness. Like you said, it's 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 um, uh, uh, something that when, when people try it, uh, they, they like it. Sure. Um, and a lot of businesses aren't, aren't like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of software companies, uh, you'll try all the software to the download, and you're like, boy, this thing is a, is a buggy mess. A lemon. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, forget it and, and, and yeah. move on. And, and unfortunately, I think that's why so many um, uh, s- uh, small businesses fail, sure. is that they just don't have that, um, that ability to build that reputation and the re- repeat customers. Um, yeah. Our challenge is just, you know, getting them in the door. Yeah. Wow, I think I see a, a, an ebook in your future, like oh boy. marketing for systemic instructors, you know, stuff like that. So I would buy it. I'm listening to you now, and it's, it's great, bro. So what's um, so what's next for you? You're going to be rolling up to Vladimir's Against Attention seminar, right? We'll I both am. be there. Up I, in yes, the we'll both be there. And yeah. uh, uh, from a lot of the responses I've seen online, I think it's going to be a uh, be a full house. Yeah, uh, a yeah. lot of familiar faces there. I'm mm. uh, actually going to do an extended stay and, and, and stay through the week. Nice uh, and. I made sure I, I reserved some spots for the, the, the classes afterwards because I yeah. think everyone else had a, had a similar sort of idea. Yeah. Uh, maybe spend some time heading into, into downtown Toronto, a city that I've, I've become very, very fond of. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Enjoy it up there. It's going to be a nice time of year to head up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, look forward to, to some of your next seminars and Grand. some of the other events yeah. up and down the East Coast and uh, just keep pushing forward. Grand. Brilliant. Yeah, and I'm sure your folks in Maryland and D.C. will uh, benefit from you bringing some skills back from the source, right? There's no, there's no substitute for yes, going up to I HQ mean, and just getting a, a reset and a new set of things to work on. Absolutely. I've heard that uh, referred to as drinking from the well. Right. So, so, or the fire hose, uh, I think. The fire hose, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like to me anyway. Exactly right. Open wide. But, uh, that's right. I yeah, know. It's all, all great things. And once again, that's... Um, uh, you know, one of the things I enjoy most about Sistema, it's uh, uh, whomever I train with and whatever seminar or event I go to, it's uh, it's like uh, reaching in the Cracker Jack box and each time there's an entirely different different prize right. in the bottom of the box. So it's it's, it's, it's always it's exciting. Yeah. It is. I yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much, mate. And, uh, well, I'll, thanks, Glenn. I'll, I'll see you in a couple of weeks up in Toronto. Maybe Absolutely. we can get a jar up there. But we'll yeah, love to fine. have you back on again sometime in a year and see how far Maryland Sistema has grown. I you can would, tell I'll, us how you did it. <laughs> I would enjoy that as well. Thank you, Glenn. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about classes, workshops, and seminars at NC Systema, please visit us online at www.ncsystema.com.